We have one of the best DJs in the United States out here representing West Philly. Joining me here on the show, 1994 DMC champ. You know him for being Uh-oh. Janet Jackson's DJ, Kanye doing some work with him, Nas, DJing for everyone, even being an intern at Power 99 FM with Cosmic Keb back in the days. That's my jam on NBC. DJ Active is joining me here on the show here tonight. DJ Active, how's it going? Welcome to Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. Mad Max, how you doing, man? Thank you for having me. What's of up, course, bro? man. I appreciate it, man. Congratulations on all your accolades. You just told me that you're at the Grammy Awards. It's over now. How was your experience at the Grammys this year? It was dope, man. I did a lot of um, after parties out here. Uh, I did a party, actually, for Silk Sonic. You know, uh, that was on Saturday night, and that was amazing. And Anderson Pack came through. Bruno didn't show up, but Anderson Pack was there. That was at On The Record. Um, Friday night, we had a party uh, at On The Record at Park MGM with Nas, me and DJ Mel Star. So, man, I, you know, it's been a good time out here, man. I, I, I did a party for um, Snoop Dogg. And the Avila Brothers, they got a new song with Billy Cyrus, Billy Ray Cyrus. So it's, it's been a blessing, man, to be out. Went to the Grammys last night. It was awesome. Nas killed it on stage. So it's happy to be here, brother. That's big. Did you have any conversation with Nas? Because I know you've been wanting to get him on a track for possibly Chill Vise Volume 1. Yes. Yeah, I talked to Nas uh, Saturday. Actually, I'm sorry. But this is Friday night. I talked to him. He said he's down to do it. So look for that soon, you know. Coming up on this Chill Vibes Volume One, uh, and you you would most likely definitely hear Nas on there. That's big. I know you wanted to get him on the, the first album that you did, the tour in 2019. The tour, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But you know we're we working it out now, so it's gonna get done. You, you wanted Raekwon and Jada Kiss on there, but it didn't happen. But you got Common on yeah, there because it was easier because you had that connection already. Exactly for me working with Common. Shout out to Raekwon. I still want to get Raekwon on this on this new project. But if not, it's all good, man. We got some dope people coming up. I can't announce everybody. So look out for the chill vibes. Volume one coming out. You know what I mean? This summer, July. That's big. And salute to you for actually keeping it real with the hip hop and having some real hip hop heads on there because that's what you like anyway, the nineties hip hop. You grew up on it and then spreading it with the two thousands hip hop and RB scene. Absolutely. I try to merge the two, you know, like classic hip hop, but bring it like more current now, you know, with the hip hop drums. So the 808s, that's all the, the that's, all, that's all the hip hop artists like today are just the 808s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the I like the SG12 from back in the day. That part. The throwback. That's, that's the real hip hop right there. Just getting into <laughs> the more of your history of growing up in West Philly. How was your life experience of growing up in, in West Philly? I did my research. We're going to get into your father and cousin in a second. But how was it growing up in West Philly? I mean, it was I mean, it was it was kind of rough growing up in West Philly. It was a lot of, you know, um, there's a lot of. Shootings and stuff like that, you know, what I'm saying killings. But overall, I mean, it kind of shaped me to the person I am now. You know, I try to stay out the way. I ain't try to get into too much trouble. I was really into the music when I was young. Um, a lot of my, like you said, a lot of my cousins, they they was DJs, DJ Ghetto, Shasta Ghetto, Evil Trish, uh, I mean, Evil Tracy, Chris, Swift, uh, Doodles, you know what I'm saying? Like, I came on, up underneath them, watching them, and Jazzy Jeff being from around the way, Cash Money. Me seeing them at block parties as a kid, so that kind of influenced me to want to DJ, man. So you know, that 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 was my life growing up in West Philadelphia. You know what I'm saying? I had to see Will Smith, I had to see all of them up Overbrook. You know what I'm saying? I was like seven, eight years old. You know what I mean? So 
Amazing. Do you remember the first time that you met Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff? Because Jazzy Jeff was someone that really helped you out in your career early on, too. Yeah, actually, you know what? The first time I met Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff was actually on my block, Chance the Street. Um, actually, across the street, I used to hang with this guy by the name of DeRay. And uh, I used to be out there, like, I don't know, playing my music and breakdancing and stuff. And I used to see Will and Jeff across the street all the time. You know, and then I met him back in the day. I was young with an uh, actor by the name of Comedian Sinbad. And then from there, me and Jeff kind of stayed cool. I started getting to, like, DMC battles like that. And uh, we kind of reconnected in, like, 99 and uh, DMC regionals in Philadelphia. And um, from there, we just stayed cool, man. So he, he kind of definitely helped me out in my career, you know, keeping it, keeping me grounded. You know what I mean? So he's been knowing me since I was young. So shout out to Jeff. Being from Philly and Will Smith being one of your heroes right now, I had a conversation with my son, and we can, we're not going to get too much into politics, I think, because I know you don't want to get into that. But just your reaction to Will Smith having to resign from the Oscars, because I don't agree with it compared to you. You have Harvey Weinstein and Woody Allen, all these other people out here that haven't been kicked out of the Academy or resigned. What are your thoughts on Will Smith just for one bad thing that I mean people call it violent you can call an act of violence I think it's a stretch people are overreacting I get it but what what is your reaction to Will Smith having to resign from the the academy I mean I honestly don't want to get into that 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 part you know I know he was taking up for his wife with that situation I mean I feel as though um maybe that probably was the best thing you know to resign you know but you know, shout out to Will. You know, what I mean, he he he's still West Philly. He's still, you know, family. You know, what I'm saying I wish it would have went different. You know, but things happen, man. You know, so shout out to Chris Rock as well. Shout out to them. Shit, hopefully everything gets resolved here, and eventually yeah. Will Smith is yeah. accepted back into uh, these events at the Academy. If not, it's their Absolutely. loss. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but your father was a DJ. He was teaching you at a young age. Do you remember what you were spinning on? What it was exactly? Was it the techniques? Dog, I wasn't even knowing. They was techniques, but they was like, man, you know what? They was like some Gemini DD-12s. Like, if you were a DJ, you know what that is. Like, I was messing with them, <laughs> with him. You know, he had the wheel to wheel and shit. And he also had, you know, the DJ set up in the basement. He was, he was my mom used to be fucking throwing house parties. And, you know, he'd be downstairs dancing. I mean, DJ not dancing, DJ and shit. So seeing that, seeing him. You know, and my mom was a a, a record collector. That kind of influenced me, and and that made me want to. I was so fascinated with the with the record player. You know, I'll be I'll sneak downstairs in the basement and mess his records up, scratching the stuff up, get in trouble. You, but yeah, <laughs> your cousin you mentioned before, DJ Ghetto, was also an influence in your career of DJing. And your father actually early on, he didn't think that you should be a DJ. He's like, got to go to school and be a doctor. Correct. Yeah, he wanted me to be some type of a doctor, and I just was like, you know, I understand what you're saying, but, you know, he 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 wasn't really feeling the whole me being a DJ or just being in music if you wasn't really using an instrument at the time, like playing piano. They had me in piano lessons, but that just wasn't, it wasn't working out for me, you know? So, yeah, he was definitely against it, but my cousin was actually doing good at that time, like, in the early 90s, he was DJing for Wu-Tang. He was in the DMC battle. He won in 94 East Coast Finals. You know what I mean? He made it to 95. RIP to Rock Raider, him and Rock Raider battle. You know what I'm saying? So he was really doing his thing. 
And then from there, that kind of influenced me to like, oh man, I can, this had really worked out a little bit, you know, and he was doing radio. So I seen that and that, that kind of, he kind of made me more influenced, you know, I was more influenced by by ghetto. That's right. It, it just thinking about it when you were getting a little older, you're in middle school. That's when you received your name DJ active from a, a young lady in middle school because you were active, you were playing sports and you were just learning how to DJ at that time. And they said, I'm going to call you active. And you became DJ active from that moment. Yeah, man. Um, at that moment, you know, I was like in like eighth grade or so, seventh, eighth grade. And uh, I was playing ball and, you know, I, I was doing a lot of sports, football, basketball. And they kept calling me active because I was always running around and moving around. I'm like, you want to call you active? And then they had like a school event and I actually was, the, they had me DJ. So they're like, we're going to call you DJ active. And then it just stuck. So I just kept it. People was writing it on the walls and the posters and the, and the school and stuff. So I was like, all right, I was going to roll with it. And that, that's basically history from there. Do you remember receiving your first pair of turntables? Yeah, actually, my real turntables I got when I was at the age of 12. Uh, my father bought me some Technique 1210s. They're like the uh, the London edition. So uh, they were black, and they was my first real turntables. Before then, I had other turntables, like some Geminis and some old-school techniques, but they wasn't the joints. The joints, if you had a 1200 back then, that's like, yo, you got the shit. So, you know, I did my grades was up, and I said, if I, if I get these grades on some A's, B, A, B, can you please, please bless you with these tables and you got them for me? So I was like the only motherfucker in school with the goddamn turntable. <laughs> and you were the go-to guy at parties, especially in high school. Yeah, yeah, it was me and a couple other cats. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my man Ant Live. He was he was another one. Uh, my man DJ King Miles. He was another DJ. So we we came collectively and, and had a squad, and um, we was the one that's doing all the house parties in the city. That's big. And just think about it when you went off to college, too, because you, you had your time in college. That's when you began your tenure as an intern at Power 99 FM. with Power 99, yep. Yep, Power 99, Cosmic mm-hmm. Kev. Yeah, so, you know, I was doing an intern. At that time, I was going to uh, community college in Philadelphia, and uh, I was an intern up at Power 99. Kev had me come in at night you know, and do his come up show, shout out to Coffee Kev. And from there, I was getting exposure from, you know, different people in the city that that was that, that was movers and shakers that can help in my career, such as Jay Irvin, as Dr. Jay's son, you know, he, he had a game called uh, uh, Corey Irvin Games in, in Philly, in West Philly. And he used to have like, um, to have like Fat Joe, Ja Rule, Shady Kiss, they also come down to Philly and play ball. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be crazy down there. Um, and uh, he, he had me a DJ, and I wasn't even making that much money. I probably making like $50. We had the game. But uh, from there, I met a cat named Michael McGarthy. He was working at Def Jam at the time, and he had a new artist by the name of Music Soul Child. And uh, that's how I got down with music, you know, from Cosmic Cab to Che Irvin to music. I mean, to, to Michael McGarthy, which is my manager now. And, you know, that's how I got the music soul shot. That's my first tour. And then that's when it just started going from there. In 2000. And you wanted to bring breakbeats to R&B. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That was the whole thing. Um, basically bringing, because I didn't understand what I was doing, what was my assignment at the time. And 
Mike was like, yo, you know, what we want you to do. I'm like, damn, I'm working with an R&B artist. I'm coming from battling and shit. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. He was like, yo, I need you to bring like some Gangstar, play some DeWick, play some James Beat, some James Brown break beats and, you know, put it over like one of the music songs. So I'm like, okay, I, I understand what you're saying. So we rehearsed and, you know, we, we did a lot of hip hop, bringing Top Bill in, you know what I'm saying, about Audio, Audio 2, 2 adding it, Audio 2 adding that in with, music songs man to give them more of a hip-hop feel and you did that you were making your own way in this industry from there you, you get to move on did you see yourself because once you were intern at power 99 did you see yourself because i don't think think so you didn't believe in keeping yourself boxed and you saw yourself as just all these opportunities out here in the world i'm gonna take advantage of it because most time djs just want to be the hottest dj in the city and box themselves in the radio and i don't think you wanted to do that so is there something that you saw once you got well, involved with radio that you wanted to just branch out from there no i honestly wanted to be on radio like i was so because i didn't know nothing about i didn't think i could ever be on a tour with no artists I'm, that that never came in my mind i was so stuck on just doing battles and then from there, getting on radio, like, yeah, I'm on radio. Like, everybody can hear me in the city, in the tri-state. So I was so excited about that. That was big for me. And then when I got introduced to the touring world, I'm just like, well, wait a minute. Can we get paid to DJ in? You know, they pay for travel? And I get to see the world? Oh, yeah, this is different right here. So I was like, oh, no, I think I think I want to do this. I didn't know nothing about it. So That mindset yeah, changed of, right there from there as soon as you are exposed to the touring world. Yeah, man. As soon as I got exposed, I just was like, I, it was probably no turning back from there. Then that's, you know, and I and I started doing radio. Shout out to Mike Mack. He still had me doing radio, but not like regular radio. I was doing XM at that time, like in 2004 and five. Um, but, you know, it was kind of hard at that time to keep the mixes going and then traveling. So it was like. Hard to balance like out pick, both. Yeah, I had to choose one of the. One of the two, and I just was like, ah, I think I'm going to stick with this touring stuff. So 2004, was I think that's right when Sirius XM came on the scene, when it really exploded, because Howard Stern got that deal. He had all these huge radio hosts signing their contracts with XM. So you remember that beginning of XM. Absolutely. That, that, was, that was XM, not even Sirius. It was just XM, XM at that time. Yeah, and I had a show on, uh, it was called The 360 Show, Channel 62. Wow. Yeah, at, at 10 o'clock at night, 10 to 12. 2005 to be exact. Yup. That's history right there. People, people got always got to explore the history of radio and that you're at the beginning of that. Cause you remember being early on there at XM before it was even serious. Oh, thank you, brother. Huge. You, you know a lot about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I did my research. I did my research on you and your guests and we're going to, we're going to get into these tours that you've been on because you've been on quite a few, but common was a, a great friend of yours. He still is a great friend of yours. You've been on tour with him for a yeah. while. It, 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 that actually led you to your tour with Janet Jackson because he reposted you, Jermaine Dupri posted you. And once the people on Instagram caught wind of it, Janet Jackson's music director saw that what you did in mixing up the Billie Jean, Michael Jackson record in your set. And she said, I need a DJ. So she checked out all your videos on YouTube. And that's when she said, I want you. And you got a call from someone in Janet Jackson's camp. And you didn't even mm -hmm. believe it at first. You actually hung up on the person that called you because there was like, there's no way Janet Jackson wants me to be her DJ. <laughs> Shout out to my brother. Yes, Adam Blackstone. Yeah, man. He 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 called me. He's like, yo, I called you last night. I was like, all right. You know, I wasn't really paying any attention. Like, no, she's seen your stuff. And 
You seen it on Instagram. You did the Billie Jean thing, comment, post it up. We was in rehearsal and Jamea reposted it apparently. And then she seen it. And um he called me, he was like, yo, she wants you to come out and do an audition. And then did the audition. I went out there probably with like a book bag and wound up staying in LA for like three months. It was the whole summer, right? The whole summer we rehearsed for the Unbreakable Tour 2015. Yep. Wow. Did you get to do any tours where, or concerts with her where J. Cole came out to perform No Sleep with her? Yeah, he never came out to do never no came Sleep out. with wow. shows. But, you know, we had him on the screen in the back, but he never physically came out. And, and that's when I started where that album, No Sleep, uh, it's called Unbreakable. And yeah, he never, we always wanted him to come out, you know what I'm saying? Because I was, I actually started working with, I was working with him too. I'm like, yo, Cole, you know, it'd be dope you come out to Detroit. Like, man, I would love to, but it never, it never happened. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. J. Cole, one of the realists in this generation as far as putting out for hip hop, keeping it alive. And I think hip hop is doing well nowadays because you have the emergence of the Griselda guys. I love Griselda, yo. Them, them dudes, Benny the Butcher, Westside Gun, Conway, salute to them. The whole Buffalo, they 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 keep it that thing. They like the new Wu Tang slash Locks to me right now. That's that's how I look at them dudes. Fat Joe describes them. If Wu Tang and the Locks had a baby, it would be Griselda. He right. He right. He's right. You got to get them on your album too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got to tap it with some some people that I know that 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 know Benny and them. I, I'm definitely a West Side Gun fan. I, I like West Side. Do 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 do. Classic. New. He's dropping some new classics out here for hip hop. And Janet Jackson. When you started DJing for her, I remember there was this one set that you were getting ready for, her and you were playing a little bit too much Michael Jackson. She called you up into her room, and she was like, "Hey, you're playing a little bit too much Michael Jackson." She wanted you to give more exposure to her records and the whole family. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she just was like, um, "My management actually called. It was like, hey." You know, just want to lighten up a little bit on the micro joints, you know, because there's other brothers and sisters in the family, Snoop, the, the whole family, all amazing. And, uh, you know, to play some of them. My, my actual job was to remix, you know, remix Janice songs that wasn't in the show. So she wanted me to take them and flip them with new hip hop songs that was hot at the time. So let's say it was a big, it was one joint. Me and I my think you did Runaway, right? Did Runaway, and then we did a joint. We did the Cardi B. Well, what have you done for me lately? Actually, Cardi B, shout out to Cardi B. She posted it up. It went viral like crazy of Janet Jackson performing What Have You Done With Me Lately over Cardi B, Bodak Yellow. And, you know, that was a remix that, you know what I'm saying, an idea I came up with and did. So it was, it was love. Yeah. I remember hearing the story of when she tapped you on your shoulder or she was behind you. You turned around and you were nervous because she was right there. And you're like, this is Janet Jackson. Oh, yeah, man, every rehearsal, because I didn't see her, you know. This is the first time we meet, and then she tagged me, she said, hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh, snap, you know, this is Janet Jackson. Like, wow, like crazy, man. So, you know, it was a blessing to even be in her presence and to actually spend for her and her to believe in me, you know, a person from Philadelphia, you know, to get that opportunity. And, you know, I always, you know, shout out my brother Adam Blackstone for believing me and bringing me in on that, too, so. I mean, he was a music director at the time. Yep. Monumental for you. What song, when, when you were performing with her on tour, were you looking to play for her most as her DJ? Um, God Still Is Gone 
know the part they're like, oh, they don't want to sing to ghosts, but you don't know what you got to miss. If the if the dog and all they do that live. The Joni Mitchell part. I know so you yeah. that live actually. Joni Mitchell never lie. If you're on and on. So, you know, we had to do that and stay in key with the band. So that was like a a, a main one I was doing in this show uh yeah. with the band. That's legendary for you. And the fact that you were able to do that and you just keep building from there because Puff Daddy saw you in the crowd at one of the shows. And that's how you got connected with Puff Daddy and getting you on the Bad Boy reunion tour. Yeah, man. So that was a blessing there, too. You know, um, and actually, my guy, who was a music director at the time for Janet, was actually starting to do Puff. And I got the call to go out there. And, and uh, I was at Puff House actually for like two weeks. Um Doing the auditions uh, for him in his living room. Yeah, right? yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. He, he ain't know me, so he wanted me. He said, I'm gonna see what you gonna play. So he had me in his living room dancing while playing music, like for like four or five hours. He wanted to see what songs I knew and all that. Yeah, I mean, from classics to slow jams to his joint songs that's gonna possibly be in the show that the artists, you know, artists he was having in the show. And uh, I mean, you know, it was cool, man. We worked it out and then. I was released from his house to go back to the rehearsal. <laughs> and we was at rehearsal, rehearsal with the rest of the band. He's like, all right, you can go now. I said, all right. <laughs> now, what is he, like a visionary standpoint? Because you always hear about Puff. He always has this vision. He's always envisioned himself. And I think you even had his experience because he wanted you to play it a certain way just because he gave you that stern faces he gives because he, he always envisions himself at a party or in a club or at a concert and the performance factor mm-hmm. of it. I mean, Puff to me, he's very intelligent. He knows how to rock a party, I would say. So his whole thing was like, yo, you got to set the vibe. You got to set the tone. You know what I mean? You ain't got to come out hitting them with all the... You can start the party off with some slow songs and just start building them up. So that's how he had me do opening up at the Bad Boy show before we started the show, the actual show. He'll have me start, you know, warming up. And he's like, yo... You can play some Barry White. You can play some this and that. So I'm like, ah, to build up to me playing like a biggie record to get people super excited that the show was about to start. So, you know, I definitely learned the building part from him. That's great. And it's just always amazing to hear about Puff Story, especially your experience with them, because then you get all these other experiences, too, with Nas and Khalees, because you were doing some DJ work for Khalees, and then you got to work with Nas and DJ and some shows for him. And Nas is your favorite rapper. We already mentioned he's going to you already talked to him this past weekend about getting on a record with him for the upcoming Chill Vibes Volume 1, and I'm looking forward to that. But Nas, why is Nas your favorite rapper of all time? I'm curious, being from Philly, why is Nas your favorite rapper? Um. I got to split it up. It's him and Biggie. I, I, I think his, his punchlines, you know what I'm saying? The metaphors, the punchlines, and his swiftness, the way he raps, you know what I'm saying? He, I, I like always like the way Nas rock, uh, uh, rode the beat. And if I was cutting something, one of his verses, it'll make sense in some of my DJ battles. <laughs> so I've always been a fan of Nas, you know what I'm saying? We've always been, like, like real, real live Nas fans. And then on top of that, I also was a, a notorious B.I.G. fan, a heavy one, you know? And, um, yeah, man, so, so I, I will say Nas, he's he always been, like, one of my favorites, you know what I mean? It's a shame that we never got that Nas and Biggie collaboration. Nah, that joint would have probably been crazy, bro. I was looking forward to that when I was a little bit younger. Apparently, Nas walked out of that, and that's why a kick in the door happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that. I don't know how real that is, but I did something like that on the internet. Yeah. 
insane. It's imagine if it would have been another one of those legendary collaborations, Brooklyn's finest, like with Biggie and Jay Z. Yeah, that was my shit right there. That joint, that was some legendary Jay Z and Big on the same track. Ninety six, Brooklyn finest. Two Brooklyn heavyweights. That joint is crazy. Jay-Z. Another one of my favorite rappers too. Before they cut you off from Philly. It's Siegel, Beanie Siegel. Beanie Siegel. You know, so. Yeah. Yep. He did a verse for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. The H, him and, him and Capone from, you Capone know, Noriega. Capone and Noriega. Yup, yup. They was on the project, the tour. The War Report. The War Report, yeah. Classic. Legend Classic duo. <laughs> That's real hip-hop right there. But Jay-Z is someone that you want to work with that you haven't yet. Hopefully, if he gets back on a tour and he starts working out here, you want to get on tour with him. Yeah, I mean, not even just to get on just tour. Just one performance. Probably, yeah, just like a performance or, you know, just something with him. I haven't done, I mean, I did, I, like, by default, because I was a DJ on the Bad Boy Tour. So, Puff broke him out. But, and I had to play the track with the band. But I haven't, whereas though it was just me and him, you know, back and forth. Like, no, nah, I, I, I never did that yet. Nah. No, no. But Nas, what was interesting, just hearing about the story, was that, when he called you out on one of the performances because you didn't know the words of a song from Stillmatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of the songs of Stillmatic. He was like, yo, you don't know that, John. You know what I'm saying? And that was cool because we didn't really rehearse. So it was just like, yo, we got a show coming up. You know, I was always working with Khalees at the time. It was like, yo, I got this show that just popped up. You know, I would like to uh, get you to come out with me. Boom. Went out there to do the joint. <coughs> I was already like, all right, bet I'm DJing for Nas now, dude. At the time, it was his wife, Khalees. And um, I forgot what song it was, up Stillmatic, but I, I didn't know all the ad-libs, the punchline, like the ad-libs. So it was kind of like, like, oh, you don't know that, John. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> got Yourself? It. Got Yourself a Gun? <clears throat> I, don't, I can't remember what song it was. It wasn't Got Yourself a Gun. But I know after that, we went to like, Made you look at something. I knew that one. So off of God's cool. son. Mm-hmm. Do you think Nostradamus gets too much criticism that isn't deserved? Because I think there's some great songs on there. You got Project Window with Ronald Isley on there. Man, Nostradamus is one of my favorite albums. Because <laughs> people give that album so what? much hate. That John wasn't that bad. That John with Aaliyah. You won't see me tonight. Oh, that, that was off. I am. That was off. I am. That was off. I am. I'm yeah. sorry, that was off I am is another bad, great album that isn't brought up. That's yeah. always slept on because you got DMX on there too. Scarface, favor for right. a favor. That came out in '99, right? I am. Yeah, so many of Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nostradamus was cool. I like Nostradamus. Yeah, oh yeah. Classic records. People got to praise these more. I won't always remember his Nas for Elmatic, but to me, his best album was "It Was Written." It was written. It was written. Was his best. At first, I was with. Um, Illmatic, but now you know. As I start getting older, I'm like, nah, it was written. Boy, <laughs> you gave me gave power. You power. It was crazy, yeah. Like yeah. you know, like it's crazy. The message, oh. come on. The oh joke, man, taking in blood, taking in blood. Come on, street dreams. There's nothing but a bunch of heat on it. Classic suspect. Suspect. Oh. These are the deep cuts that only the, the DJs know about and the real hip hop. Exactly. Music. Yeah, yeah. Or you banging in your car. It is just banging in your car back in the day. Like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Affirmative action. 
of action. You know, you you know all the joint. You a DJ, so you know. classic. It's all classic records, man. A hundred percent. But mm-hmm. when Nas gave you that call, did you did you know that it was Nas right away? I just want to know what it's like to get a call from like one of those legendary rappers out in the Ooh, blue. Man, I was in the car downtown Philly. I, I, I he was like, "Yo, um, I gotta." It, it just a, now, a, a New York number came up. It was like, yo, this Nas. I'm like, oh, shit. He's like, yo, I got a show coming. I like what you did with Khalees over in Italy. And um, I'd like for you to come out. Uh, he was over there with, in Milan. She did something for, uh, I forgot the name of this this clothing company, but she did something over there and Nas was there. And then, you know, he, he called me like that the following week. And then me actually have been tight ever since. Like, I always kept a relationship with him. His management team, they all still cool. I just seen everybody this weekend. So, you know, they they like family to me. And it's it's just gonna further the bond even more once you drop that song together. It does that verse for you? That's that's history. Yeah, if, for I you. Just, if I get this verse from this from, from this young fella, yeah, that 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 I hope that 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 will be amazing. Kanye West, 808s and Heartbreaks tour. Ah, another one that you did you did you worked with Kanye on that tour for three years and we all heard the story before of him coming up to you and being what's good with the scratches on get down get down get down with gold oh yeah 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 yep 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 that that was all good you know what I'm saying but um you know he was like yo I needed to sound like like you know A-Track shout out to my man DJ A-Track he's like y'all needed to sound like the record you know what I mean which I get and I was actually adding my little thing in there getting a little Philly little touch on there and uh, he just was like, nah, 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 you got to do it, you know, just like the album. And I respect that because that's, you know, it posed to sound like the record. Now that I'm older, back then, I still was in, like, battle mode. So it's like, let me just get my little... The DMC get, get, mode. Get, get, get down. But it, that don't, that don't, that don't, that's not it. It's all about playing the record, how was people hear it. So, and that's with bands, too. So, yeah. Man, I mean, despite everything that's happened that's been great in your career, you've had some awkward moments where artists have come up to you. How do you recover right away in that situation mentally? Because sometimes people would break in a situation like that. No, I mean, you just, you know, you just do better. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that was the early stages. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to tell people, like, this is how it really was. They don't need to hear all the good. You need to hear the bad. And, like, you know what I'm saying? That makes you a better Music director, producer, DJ, you know what I'm saying? So you gotta know that you ain't you ain't perfect, you know what I'm saying? So but that ain't happening now. We ain't doing none of that now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> then after the Kanye tour, you're still good with Kanye. You saw him a, a couple years ago, I believe. Yeah, that's that's yeah, Kanye is solid, man. That's my man. I saw him at the uh um uh, Sunday service, you know. I've seen him a few times, a couple times out on with uh Bill Ben with Ross. Common at the time he came on a couple shows, so yeah, yeah. Got to get on another maybe Donda two performance if that ever drops. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> After the Kanye tour, you went and started doing some work with Tyga. Was this for Careless World or Hotel California? This was Careless World. Careless World. So this Careless is like when Tyga was popping. It was popping. This is the hottest. So I'm gonna tell you what we did. Me and Drama put out this mixtape. It's called Well Done, Part One. That's on Dat Piff and Spinrilla. Exactly. And that joint went berserk. Like, it, it went like platinum in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, it like crashed the internet. Everybody downloaded on Dat, on datpiff.com. And um, that's when I was touring with him. You know, and that actually mixtape me and Drama did took us around the world. Like, it took me and um, 
Tiger around the world, man. They actually put us on the opening up. It was the Dreams and Nightmare Tour for Drake in 2010. In 2011, we was all overseas just off that mixtape alone. Insane. And, and, and Tiger's another one who doesn't get his praise because of all the the drama with the yeah. Kardashians and everyone just overshadows wow. him with the, the public yeah. eye. But Tiger's all rap. that. Yeah, yeah, mix all that. Tiger can rap. Michael Stevenson, you can rap. We'll hit your government out here. Yeah, yeah. Tiger, <laughs> Tiger, Tiger, Tiger on the rap side, he's a real hip hop head, you know what I'm saying? So he can rap. So shout out, shout, shout out to Tiger, you know what I'm saying? That was a good time between 2010 and 2012. To me, I think that's when he was at his height of his career. Absolutely. And, and people don't give him his praise, but we're here to do that for him here tonight because those, those yeah. two albums, Careless World and an even well done mixtape that you just mentioned yeah. right there, you got a couple of the hey. well done ones. And yeah. Tiger's got some classics right there, in my opinion. Yeah, he got it. He got like, he did, I think he did like Well Done Four, but I did Well Done One, his first. That's right. Me and Drummer. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Just thinking about it. You mentioned Drake before. Was this Amen for the Dream Chasers tour? Drake came out and did Amen. Nah, was it Dream? Not Dream Chasers. I think it was called Dreams and Nightmares. I forgot Dreams what tour nightmares. it was. It was a tour. No, this wasn't Meek's tour. This, this was, this was this, Tiger's. No, no, Dr- no, no. This is Drake's tour. Lights and Dreams or something like that? Mm-hmm. Or Dreams and Lights? This was in 2010. And it might have been right around the Thank Me Later drop. Yes, because J. Cole came out as a guest a couple times. But the I was with story. Tiger opening up him it was an arena tour and that tour was crazy man i'm not surprised because that that 2000 era was a special time because you had these new guys if you think about it that's when the next line of superstars came out yes yes 2010 and 11 it got crazy (laughs) (laughs) i wish i could go back to that era because we don't get superstars like that as much anymore And, and it was great music it was great music yeah it was still hip hop and it was still like it was fresh and it was new. Being that you're from Philly and in the Philly scene and hip hop, do you remember when you started to hear about Meek Mill when he started to get that buzz? Absolutely. Shout outs to Meek. Meek was already hot in like 2000 and 2006, 70 was hot in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like DJs was blasting Meek. Shout outs to DJ Marty G's, DJ Dells. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Charlie Mack. You know, it, you know, we, I was hearing his music way early, and I know Meek, so I was playing his joints in the club. You know, um, uh, Flamers Part One, Two, Three. You know what I'm saying? That's when he was down with Ti and them, and yo, he was hot as fish grease in Philly, like hot, hot. And he was a battle rapper, so you know, I, I started hearing about him early, and then he he just took off, man. By 2011, he was out of here. Ten, he was gone. <laughs> it's still going he's one of the greatest yeah. to ever do it from philly you you had to do some Shout you got to, to do me. some shows for him being from philly no 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 he's i mean he, he he came to a lot of parties i did you know what i'm saying like um the stuff like that but i never did like no songs for me you know what i'm saying definitely gotta get me on one of the projects but he always been you know what i mean solid with me you know me being a dj from around philly and working with tiger at the time, you know what I'm saying, and working with different artists, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, that's 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 hometown, yeah. You've been you've been doing a lot, man. Besides, I think I think I know your favorite tour. Your favorite tour has been the Janet Jackson one. But what do you think has impacted your career the most and made you a better DJ? I will say working with 
because it's not just, I mean, it's, I look at it like being two styles of DJ. You got a party DJ, you know, and then you got musician style DJ. Me being out with Janet Jackson, I learned more of musician style DJ. That's for one, you can't, if, if, you can't just be playing a record or you're cutting, um, a sample of something if you're not in key. So I know you got to always keep in key with the artist, especially an R&B artist or a pop artist because they're singing. So I learned that, you know, that would kind of make me, I would think maybe a better DJ for me, you know, musician style, working with bands. And they're talking about, come in right here, pull out right here. We wear in-ears, you know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm wearing a headphone doing none of that. It's like how I am right now, you know, Positive, but it's like in there and you know and knowing when they come in and when they come out you know what i'm saying so yeah jan jackson was the first performance like as far as learning how to dj with a band was that the first time you really had to get acclimated with a band before there was some prior experience no 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 prior experience like prior working experience. with um yeah working working with queen latifah working with alicia keys um working with music soul child that's that's when it really started like working with a band but i'm talking about on a level where it's though you have a click in your ear, you know what I'm saying? So it's like keeping the timing and you staying on this time and never getting off the time. I don't care if it's like this. If you cut, you got to cut right on that time and you can't get off because it'll throw the rest of the band off. So that's when it was like, okay, this is a different level for me just using monitors on the floor and I'm just hearing the beat or hearing the band playing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So The tour, 2019, this is an album, compilation album that you dropped in executive produce you started getting on there and you're your own dj Khaled. you're dj active right now you got your own album going you're actually making some real <laughs> hip-hop tracks what was the inspiration behind this whole album the tour um i was working on it man probably for like four years yo you know i, I always wanted to put out my own little project and i always wanted to have a project where it's it's scratching involved in it not just production shout out to my brother ivan you know, who produced with me on, on the past project, the tour. But I also wanted to add that premiere vibe to it. Current, like a current premiere vibe. Shout out to Premiere, you know, adding cuts on every song. The new, like the new style premieres, but even on the new Gangstar album, he still got it. He still got it. Like that's just, is incredible to me. So I always say that, you know, when I, if I ever put out a project or a mixtape, I always want to have that, DJ um, part in it, you know, like cutting and mixing and scratching and phrases. And that's what I try to do on the tour. Have you thought about making a tour too? I know you got the Chill Vibes Volume 1 coming out. Have you do, yeah. thought about doing a tour too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to do a tour too. I'm going to get this Chill Vibes out the way. It's more like a chill a chill thing. It's a new song out right now featuring Marcia Ambrosius, my man Kenyon Dixon. Um, and that's called Cool. We did like the Diggable Planets drawing over I you know what that. I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's more like an R and B side of thing. Tour is a little bit more harder. You got PD Crack, Beanie Siegel on there, Shallow Beach, you know, Capone. You know, so I mean, you got a stale music, but you know, it's more the hip hop driven, more a little bit more harder. So, Mob Ties is a hard song. Mob Ties, Young Chris, the Young Guns. Shout outs to them. They was on that joint. Young yep. from House Party with Meek Mill. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. You know, the Rockefeller artists. Yeah. You already know. I know you already know, but I want to get into <laughs> the experience because you wanted to bring all these Philly artists out 
to perform not just be artists from philly but you just want to get artists to perform out there on your platform that you want to create called the experience yeah yeah man we did a thing called the dat fest actually the dat fest experience it was a festival i threw in 2018 and came back with it in 19 and i had people from on the tour perform i had miss jade i had pd crack freeway estelle brave from baltimore um couple other castles on there too but yeah it was cool man and we did a dj festival had a couple djs on there rocking so it was nice the philadelphia dj school i know that's something that you want to open you've been working on getting that open to help the youth out there learn how to dj teach them their hip-hop history because you do get some teaching and yourself of going out to jersey and teaching their rolling college teaching them the hip-hop history and how to dj yeah 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 so it's saying rolling college you know um it's like for upcoming producers and musicians and casters want to get into hip-hop and then learn about djing and then i'm showing them you know the basics where it come from and you know who started it and the basic of a transform scratch to mixing you know beats per minutes you know so it's, it's cool it's cool man yeah are you surprised about the youth not knowing as much as they should when it comes to the hip-hop history um, I'm going to say no, no. I mean, because it's a lot of kids and younger that do know, like if I ask them a question, they say, yo, where did hip hop start? They know it started in New York and the Bronx. So I'm like, all right, bet. they know, you know, some of the early DJs who heard, they know who Funkmaster Flash, I mean, I'm screwed, not Funkmaster Flash, I'm sorry, Grandmaster Flash is, you know what I'm saying? They know who Busy B is. So it's like, all right, y'all did y'all homework, you know what I'm saying? So I can't say they don't know. They know about graffiti. They know about breakdancing, you know what I'm saying? So they ain't stupid now. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> they they know. <laughs> Especially the ones that I mean that I've been dealing with in college, you know, they they know. They know what's going on. And like some younger DJs I be knowing, you know, that's not even in college. They be knowing what's up. Like my son, he DJs and he's been knowing about the elements. I mean, not just because of me, because he just like, he likes 90 music. He likes 90 hip hop. So he knows. You were also bringing him out to your shows, the Tiger show you brought your son out too. Yeah, he was a little man then. Yeah, he be DJing now though, but he was a little guy then. Yeah, I'd have him out with me. That's crazy. You see uh, that, yeah. Following in your his father's footsteps and being a DJ. Yeah, he produced too. Yeah, that's big. He's got the NPC and the Akai and all that already. He 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 does everything on Ableton. Ableton. Mm-hmm. NBC's that's my jam with Jimmy Fallon. This is another experience that you've been able to have and be a part of that show. And I I just heard that it was renewed for season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely was, man. You know what I'm saying? We we be going to rehearsals in June, and then uh look out for the new show, man. It's like 10, 10, 10, 10 episodes. How was how it working with Jimmy Fallon so far and getting connected and plugged into that show? He's cool, man. He's awesome. You know, he's a hip hop head. He 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 he's a ninety hip hop head. He knows all all the classics. So you know, shout out to Jim Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy knows his music. He knows and. He, he's a great person to work with. I had a good time working with him. I'm, I'm thankful, you know, that the team brought me in and believed in me to do it. So I look forward to the next seasons. Yeah. So he's always showing love to Philly, bringing out Black Thought at his shows. He's always showing Black Philly, Philly talent. Yeah, Quest Love, Black Quest Thought. Love. actually opened the door up, you know what I mean? Shout out to the to the whole Roots crew. You know, speaking of Thought, I'm about to see him on this Wednesday coming. Uh, he, 
he has a uh it's called school of thoughts i'm one of the djs there for his thing in new york at uh carnegie hall so i will be seeing thought this wednesday in new york city yep that's great and just i'm just looking forward to everything that you have coming up here what's something else that you want to achieve in your career that you haven't so far because you've done a lot um you know what man like i told you i mean you know i do want i want to open up a dj school and i also want to open up like like a uh a DJ, you know, I actually open my own lounge and, and bring a lot of my my DJ friends in from all over that I have relationships with and had them come spend in Philly. So that's that's what I'm trying to do now. Yep. And I'm sure it'll happen as long as you, cause you're putting your mind to everything out here. And, and as soon as you do that, we know what happens because we've seen it already. Uh, much love, man. I appreciate you. For anything else, man? Is that it? I think that's pretty much it. We covered everything. Yeah, man, that's it, man. I appreciate you bringing me on, Matt. You know what I'm saying? This is love. I appreciate it, man. You're always welcome. Anytime you need any promo when you got your upcoming album, Chill Vise Volume 1, you want to come on and talk about it, you're always welcome on the show, man. I appreciate everything that you do for hip-hop, everything that you've done, and just keep on going with your your platform and just what you do out here for hip-hop. Cool. I appreciate you, man. Salute. I appreciate it. And make sure they follow you on Instagram at DJ Active and Twitter at DJ Active, too. Yeah, with a K, DJ AKTIV. Make sure you guys follow me there. You can check my website, djmusic.net. Um, Facebook, DJ Active. Yeah, man. Check me out. I appreciate y'all. We got it, man. Salute. Enjoy the rest of your night. Take care and stay safe, all right, DJ Active? Peace. Peace right. out, man.